Yo, 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 what's up? What up, Brody? It's uh, it's Ben Scarborough and uh, yo, Rich Bazaar, chilling here at Third Eye Collective in the secret room, one of the best looks on the west side. What's going on, man? And uh, for everybody watching here at home, Rich is uh, post-tattoo tonight. Yeah, I'm fresh out the tattoo parlor on my neck, so. Young money ouch <laughs> in this bitch. Yeah. Enlighten us. Tell us a little bit about the tat. Yeah, I had to get something to uh, to like solidify my my artistry so i went and got like a, a paintbrush pencil we got a photo we're gonna flash a photo right yeah, here yeah. this is uh this is where it's at right yeah we're gonna yeah right on the neck i got it bandaged up right now fresh out literally just came here mm. so came straight to come kick it with you man yes come been... smoke a, a smoke a blunt real quick yeah, man yeah like... <laughs> dude it's been a great saturday it's been real low-key yeah. the weather's kind of been shit here in atlanta uh-huh and they've been having you busy as hell, I'm pretty sure, today. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, we've had multiple sessions that I've kind of been looking over over, oh. the, over the few hours. But, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been great. If you are uh, unfamiliar with uh, Rich's work, why don't you go ahead and pull the kid up on uh, IG real <laughs> yes. quick. and uh, Yo, Rich Bazaar, go check me out, man. Thumb through this while the interview is going on, like a chapter book. Yeah, let's go through. <laughs> yeah, you'll be engaged. You go look at the artwork, you'll be engaged, man. You'll be like, all right, this guy, he's actually good. I'll listen to what the fuck you got to say. Hell yeah. <laughs> so uh, so I'm, I'm going to flash some of the, uh, the murals here that Rich has thrown up on the walls here at yeah. Third Eye Collective. We've got this one right here in the entryway. Uh-huh, the entryway, uh, the garage. Here's the here's the one that you just got done doing in the garage. Yeah, Christmas got finished right before Christmas, like two days before Christmas we finished. And there's a um, this is a this is a project we actually found this television right here. Now, this TV's been featured in several of our YouTube videos actually, but we yeah, uh, we went to work. Yeah, so we pulled it out <laughs> and uh, Rich did his thing right here. And look at this piece right here. This is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm always happy to come do some work with y'all. Like I love the vibe in here from the first time I came in. Um, you know, I've, I've known Crystal for some years now mm -hmm. and, uh, she introduced me to Sam, all cool guys, man, cool vibes in here. So I just come, I just, the art that you already have in here is just, it, it's sick. <laughs> and it set the tone for me. I was like, oh yeah, I got to have a place yeah. somewhere uh -huh. here at Third Eyes. So Stamped. I'm glad it's, I'm glad it's History. happening. History. Yeah. That, that wall might be up for, uh, you know, years, you Yo, know. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping so. Like. <laughs> Yeah, so it's like we're tricking out a rental property at the uh -huh. end of the day, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. <laughs> Let's hope, uh, you know, World War Three leaves this bitch standing. Man. The listen. Met. <laughs> so uh, what's the, uh, this is, you, you you were telling me that the uh, the Martian, the uh -huh. logo, what's, uh, the, the, you've kind of got this crossover Zelda Martian yeah, look so, going on here on this. Panel. Right, with the, so my actual, my actual logo is, is almost like, uh, it's almost like a Boondocks character with the Marvin the Martian helmet on. Um, that's what the logo is. I, 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 I use the Marvin the Martian helmet, man. Like everything I do is pretty much like, and just me personally, like personally as a, as a person, I, I do feel like, you know, I'm, I'm definitely, a, I'm a, I can say I'm a different person. You know, some people will consider, you know, a weird type of thing or uh -huh. whatever. I'm just me and I'm, I'm comfortable being me. I, I don't have to, you know, portray to be anything else. So the Marvin the Martian helmet is like, my armor, my like bizarre armor. Pulling up to the club <laughs> with the ceiling missing. Right, right, right. So um, so for the piece, Sam was telling me he wanted some warrior type shit. So I was yeah. like, fuck it. Then it was the ladder that was there. The, oh, yeah, the, the ladder. Was ladder. There. Uh -huh. And then it was already an art piece on the other side. Oh, yeah, the, from the, the Block tag. Society piece, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, okay, what could I do to 
make the other art because I, I like complete looking murals. I didn't want to just do something on the one side and it just look unbalanced from you know? top to bottom. Right. It's, I, I like it's, it to look like one piece, the whole wall, mm -hmm. as you can see from the entryway. Yes. Um, so that was that was one element that I had to factor in, like, OK, there's another piece. How can I tie that in with mine? And then the, the ladder, I was like, yo, what could I do to make the ladder seem like it's a part of the art in a cool way? So I was like. Super Mario, you know, they had the ladders and shit like that. True, like, true. On the Mario Brothers yeah. and shit like that. So I got the little Mario block. Um, but of course, we put we put Zelda. We put Link for yeah. Zelda. Um, Everybody who's coming here and kind of bent that corner. Yeah. Like, whether well, they're in the, uh, buying something from the vending machines and they just, they're like. They're fucking with it. They're like, whoa, man. that wasn't there last <laughs> week, you know. That's always good to hear, man. You know, when you, when you do these pieces, sometimes we don't know how people are going to take them. And then um, I've tried to oh, start sure. straying away from like cartoon type shit. Okay. I've like for because I've that's what I started out doing. Like when I didn't really know how to paint. Like the first thing I would do was cartoons. And uh, as I've as I've like developed and matured with it, I try to like start straying away. So when I did it, I was like, man, I hope it doesn't look like like too cartoony. Like how my old work looks because I don't feel like there's like true art expression in it. Okay. Um, but well, yeah, we found a way to make it. It still has that bizarre, that bizarre swag to it, man. Like I'm, I'm happy with it. So the entryway, this piece right here, uh, -huh. uh it's usually, it's, it, it is the first thing that a, somebody gets when they, when they walk into the, <laughs> right. the spot it's like, you know, the, you could be all over the Met, but as soon as you walk in here and you see that, cause it's there's like, like electricity coming out of the top and it's right, wrapping right. around the room. It's, it's very overpowering. Image. Once again, we incorporated the pipes yes. that was there. Like everything is a part of the art, man. How do these pieces start? Do they start digitally? Do they work their way onto well, whatever canvas? That, that one. Um, I, so I sketch them out. Sketch it out on my sketch pad. Um, after I do that, I'll bring it into my uh, my iPad. Okay. And then sometimes I'll digitally do it. This one out here, I didn't um, do that. Like, I just kind of just went. But um, And it took me a little longer, being that I did that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I just went with it. Uh -huh. But as compared to the entryway, um, that one, I kind of, like, premeditated it. Like, I, I got it done on the iPad. Um, once that was finished, then I was able to, like, know exactly what I was doing, what colors I needed. This one, I was kind of like, put the sketch up, then I took a picture of it, and I was like, all right, Sam, I'll be back. Okay. <laughs> let me, uh, let me like, dwell on it for a minute. Then think, 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 think. Came in, figured the background out, did the background, then I was like, all right, cool. Now I got to figure out exactly how I want to do him and what I want to add on top and shit like that. So, yeah, it all worked out, um, even though I didn't plan it out as I normally do. Okay. So, right. what are some pros and cons that are, like, immediately apparent when it comes to doing digital art versus... Uh, something like uh, a wall or whatever, because I've actually become so accustomed to doing nothing but digital work that uh -huh. when I'm putting uh, anything in my hands, it feels like I've uh, actually recessed. <laughs> like my my skills of sketching have just gone down. And I know what they say about sketching. Like all my all the architecture kids will just say, "Man, just just get, get it out of your get head out, and onto right, some right. paper." But uh, I know that like a digital advantage is being able to get something done maybe faster that uh -huh. looks more complete, maybe. Yeah, the the digital advantage is definitely that. Like you can um, you can add your colors, your gradients, and, and all of that it, uh, a lot quicker um, than like you know going to get markers or whatever else you would use to like color something. Um, and you you like as if you're transferring that to a wall, mm -hmm. it makes it a lot easier because you already see it. Right. Um, I don't. I don't know if there's any cons that I would know of. I'm just now really getting into like I've I've done graphic design forever. 
Mm -hmm. Like I went to school for that. Um, but as far as like um, taking my drawings and actually doing them digitally, I just got into that. Oh, Maybe, okay. Yeah, like a few months ago, um, I got me an iPad and I just started like fucking around with it. Besides that, I was doing like more graphic art type of work, like flyers, business cards, mm -hmm. logos, you know, things so, like that. Something I will say about that, there's all this work that we do digitally on the computer, whether it's uh, an Instagram ad. Uh -huh. It's intangible. You can't hold it unless you print it out. So right, right, there must right. be something awesome about being able to at least hold something in your hand that you're working on and physically transfer it from a digital medium to, you know, you can pick it up and hold it. Right, right, right. And you were telling me you were getting into art installations, so that's kind of... Uh-huh. The, the installations, um, I'm actually really loving the inst the, doing the installations. What I don't love is it, it, wearing sand on the body. Like, Oh, okay, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. you are actually like, like, climbing up stuff. a lot stuff, of like, lifting and, and uh. you know, drilling and like, a lot of labor. Like, and I do it all on my own, like the, mm -hmm. the carpentry and everything mm -hmm. um, I'm doing. So, yeah, but, but it's, it's, it's real fun. I love it um, to see like, your art like, off of canvas. Uh, just something that's like that that's really cool and then now we live in a world where it's like everything is like about the photo op you know yeah. taking pictures and you know with the stuff and all that man stuff. wake me up later man <laughs> like, <laughs> after this whole chapter man right 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 they they don't they don't really uh i guess admire the art sometimes as much now it's more just like yo i just gotta get a pic yeah, like well, so, yeah, when it comes to a digital asset, I um, feel like a digital asset, no matter what it is, can be generated in real time and or it takes like half a second. So right. if somebody looks at an Instagram flyer, you, you know, worked hours on in Photoshop for right. some shit, you know, they'll never know how, how much work was put into it. That's a fact. I feel like when somebody looks at one of your murals, they think that must have, there's no way that took like 10, 10 minutes. There's no way yeah, that took like, yeah, an yeah. hour. It took way longer. You could look and tell you that that right there, it took some time. So yeah, but I mean the the installations I got in I I think I grew my love for that from doing my sets like doing the sets and everything like that is is what draw is it pulled me in that direction. I was uh, wondering if there was like a not necessarily a competition but like a festival for this kind of installation or artwork that maybe up north you got into or have seen have anything no like idea. that down here. I have no idea. Like a graffiti festival or yeah, anything I know like how that. they have those. Um, but like an installation thing that I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. Like I'm just getting into it. Um, I'm pretty sure they have something, but that would be dope. <laughs> like, uh, like, did you go to A3C? Uh, yeah. Where, was there, what, was there a scene for graffiti or, or were people tagging stuff up, doing any kind of weird installations there? I think, um, on Edgewood, I think they, I think they did some shit for like graffiti and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. If not Edgewood, maybe Crog Street. Um, but I know there is an event that happens in Atlanta for that. Yeah, you know there um, has to be. Yeah, right. Just not sure if it was exactly A three C or not. Okay. Yeah, A three C need to get a little better though. Uh. So where where have your where has your art brought you as far as like your travels? Have you like have you ventured yeah. to other cities to see what a scene is like somewhere else? Yeah, um, d most definitely. Um, but I mean, I kind of got into traveling just even outside of just art. Okay. Um, but art has definitely brought me places. Um. Uh, like of course Miami, you know, uh Wynwood area, Art Basel, uh New York, of course, that's my hometown. Uh so I I have been back there to do some projects and stuff like that. Um been out to like Dallas, um a few other places I can't think of off top, but besides like just states and places, um art I mean, this brought me like freedom. Just complete, like complete freedom in my life for once. Like I mean, I've worked a job, nine to five job and stuff like that my entire life, you know, of being a man outside of like high school and shit. Uh, 
And as soon as I like really like locked in and tapped in with this, after like, you know, putting my work in for a few years, it's, it's put me to a space where I can now be independently doing what I'm doing. So, you know, that's that's the place it's taking me. Like, and I appreciate that more than any <laughs> any state or city, country or whatever. Like I just appreciate being able to wake up every day and do what the fuck I love to do. Like Sometimes you just gotta make yourself a boss, people. Man, for real. And if not and if not a boss, at least I mean, at least an entrepreneur or a person who who loves doing what they're doing a craft or whatever it is and you're able to transfer like make money out of that situation like what uh so i'm a video editor by trade and uh i mean like uh some of the films that we've cut have been like multiple weeks uh Uh, music videos can get smaller than that i think it all depends on how long the project is like in terms of runtime oh trust me i know i'm doing them sets (laughs) people are like okay we're gonna shoot for a 90 minute movie so the editing process can be you know a few weeks can what's a project that sticks out clearly in your mind that maybe you've spent the longest on like without question you, you want the funny thing is i got a project <laughs> that i didn't spend the longest on but it looked like i spent longer on that than anything that i've ever created okay um, it was a haunted house halloween um i put together an entire haunted house me had the help of course some of my artist pairs um my bro born artist official on um, instagram at born, born artist official my bro vic you know, he pulled through and helped me co-pilot the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but that right there was something like, that was like crazy, bro. Like we put together a haunted house that had like six different haunted scenes from like different movies, like It, um, The Exorcism, The Nun, and shit like that. And it was at the Westside Cultural Arts Center. We pulled it off probably in about a week. Okay. Um, it was for for, uh, uh, for for a guy named Quay. Blame it on Quay is his Instagram. He probably known as TC. Um, B. Simone, Just Hilarious. They had a, a Halloween party there. Nice. And we did a haunted house for the entrance. And literally had not even a full week. I flew. I got back. I went uh, I went to L.A. We chopped it up. We planted it all there. From L.A. I went to New York and then came back into Atlanta like on a Tuesday. And the party was on Saturday. So Wow. Yeah. So it was like <laughs> crunch time. Right, right. So we was getting to work. Like as soon as I landed off the plane, we were like at the Westside Cultural Center getting it in. So what um, do, do you do? You like the deadline aspect of working on projects? Does it help you kind of like scale the? It's, it's cool. Uh, I, it's always necessary, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially like I do a lot of different things other than just the sets. I, like it's, it's art and all of that. I mean paintings and so the deadlines is cool. It helps me keep things like in a in a good timeline for me to for me to reference. Okay. When it comes down to like making that time for all my other projects as well. So I, I don't I don't mind a deadline. Yeah. So yeah, I don't mind it. I feel like a deadline for me can kind of help me scale some of the grandier ideas that I have like way down because right. I'm just like, oh, I don't have time. Mm-hmm. It's not even worth developing these concepts or these skills on this project because I just know that I'm up against the clock or whatever. Right. As in comparison, if you just had your free time, like, like to let just me work. make this my masterpiece or some shit. Like, right. 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 <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's that's kind of like how these pieces were. There was like no deadline or nothing yeah. like that. But I, I still gave myself a deadline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. of all the other work and projects okay, and shit. Okay. So that's something we could speak about the self imposed deadline. Right. As an artist, I'm sure everybody listening in knows what that's like. They know how to call it. They are, or they know their strengths and their weaknesses. So they're going to play into that by saying, I need to probably have this done. Right. You, ha- you have to. I mean, if, you, if, you, if you're doing it as a business mm-hmm. and. You calling yourself an entrepreneur and you don't know how to time manage. 
<laughs> you're not gonna go too far like like not when, too far like when apple says they're gonna ship the next airpods right, you know, right by right. this date them engineers need to be goddamn putting their heads together oh, in there you right most definitely better know because you see how lines form for these things man yeah, like and, yeah it's like a phenom you, you start to create a demand and people look forward to having whatever it is that you produce so no. So as far as the graphic design thing goes, have you ever worked with uh, musicians on any kind of like album artwork or anything like that? Uh, yeah, definitely that. Uh, no big names. I think graphically the biggest thing that I've done was like some work for MTV. Oh, really? Yeah, they had a, um they had the election campaign, and I I created like some of the um the candidate cards and shit like that for like their social media, their Instagrams, and all that. So. Yeah, that was that was probably like the biggest thing that I did graphically. Other than that, you know, I'm still still out. I'm I'm just now getting to a point like I would say mid the middle of last year, getting to a point where I'm actually getting more industry clients now. Oh good. Yeah, like so things have been things have been looking up. All those all those seeds that I've planted <laughs> finally are like blossoming and i'm like you know doing work for some some pretty important people now checks up <laughs> word <laughs> well word. I, I feel like as an artist you, you you think about these contracts you think about these gigs right you know what it's like and i'm speaking to everybody out here you guys definitely know what it's like when you're starting out in a new skill set like you could be um trying to get it together trying to figure it out man like uh, you're like, I need to put X amount of time into this before I think I'm good enough to sell myself. Right. As, oh, that's me. I'm a, I'm a super perfectionist, man. Like I, I'm my worst critic. Like I will, uh, I'll be harder on myself than, than anybody else could ever be. Mm -hmm. So I'm ready for whatever criticism somebody got to say. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it don't bother me. I'm the, hard on myself already. The discipline so. aspect. <laughs> right, right. Right. And if it hit the streets, then, you know, nine times out of 10, I was like comfortable enough to put it out there. So. Can you see yourself doing this type of artwork until they put you six feet? Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Can't stop, won't stop. Until my it, body won't it, let me do it you. no more, man. Like, I know the installations and shit is probably going to stop after a while. <laughs> like, oh, it's really going to take a toll on you. It's going to be like, just get super ripped. Old ass rich <laughs> trying to, that old ass rich over here trying to build some shit right now. Like, you know, but, um. You know, hopefully, hopefully, when I get to that space, I, I'll be in a, a great creative director position where I can, I can employ people to uh, build out these visions. Yeah. You know, um, at, later on down the line, but I know I'll probably still be painting. Mm -hmm. um, definitely that. Like it's it, it's now it's become therapeutic for me. Like I mean, I used to do music, and that used to be it for me. Like music used to be the getaway for me, but as the business changed. The industry as a whole. Yeah, the, the industry, the music industry, it just changed to a thing, something that I wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't satisfied with like that. It seemed to me that, like, if I were ever going to be a musician, there would have to be, like, you know, X amount of music that I would have to give away for free. Right. To kind of get established as a musician. And oh, then, and I did that for years. Yeah, and <laughs> like, then, like, no I, I always worried about maybe giving away some of your best work in yeah. that process on accident because I, think, I think that's happened too man i, I think i definitely have a, um a, at least one classic mixtape under my belt you mm -hmm. know um not as not as a solo artist but you know in the group that i was in i i know we definitely created some like some shit but um yeah i mean it was free it's for the world now man like yeah. it's just the, the business changed so much to where like uh like just creating the, the process of creating is what i felt out of love with Cause every time I would go in the studio, it was like I keep having like 
club record on my mind. I keep having radio record on my mind. It's like, oh, what's gonna what's gonna have these labels say like, oh, we can take this and we can put it in these different markets and stuff like that. Like all of that shit kept coming into mind when I'm in the studio just trying to create. And as much as we want to say like, oh, it's free to just do you. Yeah, at some point in your career, you know, when you get to like a Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole status, a Drake status, you know, mm -hmm. but when you're just trying to get yourself out there, it's almost like if you do that, you have to do it in like a really, really catchy way that's just going to go viral or something. Um, but other than that, if you're just doing it and it's just like good music for the soul, but it's not necessarily going to uh, cross over to... to, to equal checks you know when it comes to like club spins and shit like that seems risky then yeah then Whoever's they don't want the to money seems risky right at all times right uh, and then i just started calculating how much money i was spending as an independent artist like i was just spending so much money some studio beats and blah, 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 after. i'm like i'm spending so much money and i'm barely making anything from this right now so um yeah i'm gonna stick with my i'm gonna stick with yeah. my art wave like the art is just free man i just just be in the crib, man, watching some bullshit on TV, listening to some music, you know, smoking, chilling, you know, and and just creating, bro, like in my own in my own space, like and creating whatever I want to. And people who pay me to do something for them pay me to create what I want to. They might give me a subject matter, but mm -hmm. I get to create what I want to. And that's is the is like I said earlier, it's the most freedom I've ever felt. Best job ever. Best. Best <laughs> job, man. So as a filmmaker, I feel like there's few institutions, you know, that I would maybe want my work in mm -hmm. long after I pass away. Um, these are, I'm just going to throw some out there. There's like the Academy Awards. Of course. There's like, you know, the Golden Globes. There's the Library of Congress. Oh, wow. I never heard of it. You, there, every year, Congress selects like films throughout, you know, uh -huh. recorded medium and, and preserve them. Oh, dope. In That's the good annals of Congress. Okay. Um and then there's like, you know, labels, like there's a, there's a label out of New York called Criterion. And what they do is they take older films and they go get the masters and then they put out like digital Blu-ray versions with all the special features. And oh, they, that's dope. They use Pro Tools to clean the audio up. And I they, always wondered how that worked, man. Like, I'll be like, yo, how they take this old ass movie that was on like VHS? Yeah. And well, they go get the masters. They, they, they might fly have to fly to Germany and to get them out of a vault. Or so even though like it was that. like shot with a camera that doesn't have. You go get the negatives. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, they go they go rescan each frame in at 4K negative oh. and then they kind of sequence it back out on the computer. Um, they'll clean up the pictures each frame. They'll clean the scratches off the film and okay. stuff. They've, they're the, the best at it. Criterion. They're in New York. They're, they, they put out special features, uh, special editions of these movies that are like, you know, classic. They like, it's like a board game when you oh. open them. It's like, well, there's a DVD in there, but when you open it up, it's like, Oh, wow. it's like, okay. Crazy. Like trilogies and shit like yeah, that. Yeah. I feel like as a filmmaker, I'd be like, okay, it would be so sick to have something that is so revered that people are like, man, we're going to keep selling this for years. And it's going to uh -huh. get bigger and bigger and bigger. Man. But, um, I mean, I'm sure the same goes for, um, for murals and, yeah, and for art, art pieces, art pieces uh -huh. and stuff. Like, um, you were telling me that you, you work at the, the trap museum. Yeah. Which is here in Atlanta. Right. Guys, right. if you have no idea what this is, think Sun Records in Nashville, <laughs> Tennessee. The country music mecca. Right. You know, Elvis Presley's own company that, you know, Sun Records. But for trap. This is <laughs> like that. Music. And yeah, it's right. here in Atlanta. It's off Northside Drive. Right, right off Northside, man. Right over um, on Travis Street. 630 Travis Street. I've only been once. Uh -huh. And I was there for so long. Oh, yeah. Well, how long ago? Let's see. It was a year ago. 
about a year ago. I was just blown away at the um, what they have done. They've created like a mock uh-huh. Decatur apartment yeah. bando uh-huh. situation. <laughs> yeah, T.I.'s gun closet, Gucci's kitchen, man. There's uh-huh. a booth where you can actually record yeah. in there. Like it's, you can stop by and like... Yeah, you can really go in there and record. <laughs> make beat, make it's a beat great. and everything. Um, but you said you went a year ago, so yeah. It was an event. There was a lot of people there. It's a, So it's where it's a it's one year the one year anniversary just passed last October, uh, and there's a lot of a lot of revamping going on. So it's a lot some new things about the um, especially with the new year just coming in. Happy New Year, by the way. Happy New Year, yeah, Rich. man. There's like a, a a room full of bricks. Yeah, that's Jeezy. Jeezy's bricks. Yeah. And uh, I mean, when on, on, on a long enough timeline, trap music is relatively new, you right. know. So there's only a limited amount of stuff to draw. It from. It only goes back to probably about what, like '04 for real. Yeah, like, like early know. 2000s. But the but the fact is, it's there, and so future trap musicians can aspire to um, maybe have yeah, their work have preserved. Some, have there. have some work. Uh, I mean, getting I think getting their work in there, like that's not the hardest part. But you know, like to get your own installation. <laughs> like to get your own installation in there, like you have to like really have put in some work. Mm-hmm. So you know they got they of course they have the founders and they you know you got your Jeezy, your Gucci, mm-hmm. uh, Tip. Um, then I think they had there's Rick Ross in there. You got Two Chains, um, but then you have like your new your new guys like your Twenty One Savage, mm-hmm. Migos, and all of those guys who they they put in some work. But then you have like your new new guys who got a lot more work to put in, like the baby, mm-hmm. um, little baby, all of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, but yeah, and they even added in females in there now. They got Nicki Minaj and Cardi B up in there. So yeah, there's a dope. room with like slain artists, mm-hmm. and it's a very somber room. It's like yeah, classic the, photographs. Yeah, it's the OG room. They got um, it's a it's a bunch of like throwback uh, artists in there, like people who kind of they they kind of were doing trap music. It just wasn't considered trap music at that time i think okay. yeah and then there's like a mural of all these mixtape covers mm-hmm. right right that are like being preserved in this museum mm-hmm. uh, what are some institutions that you would maybe like to see some of your, of your work in man you know to be honest like the funny thing is i i haven't necessarily had the biggest dream for like having my work in certain places. Okay. I think the biggest dream for me is like having like having my own place to like really innovate in a way that I feel like um is gonna be my way of leaving my own mark. You okay. know what I'm saying? Like I think there's a lot of room for 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 some other things, especially here in Atlanta, uh, for some some creative things. And so my biggest like the biggest vision for me to see is like my own spot where I can just like show like, yo, this is what the fuck can happen. <laughs> with art you know what i'm saying like and um tribe museum i feel like they've done a great job at that uh-huh but um but like if i was to do something it would just it would it would be a lot it would be broader i should say like okay. it wouldn't just be subject to just trap or whatever like that it would be just any creative thing Maybe i can like possibly think of yeah like a full experience so um back last last april i threw my first solo art exhibit um and it was called area 51 and I kind of made it like real spacey. Um, was know, that it was, during it was, the craze? Was that during the Area Fifty One craze at all? Did nah, you, that you know that was? that's the, yo the that's the craziest that? That thing. Year. That was April of twenty nineteen. So that was before the craze happened. Oh, because that was September. 
Yeah, that's the craze okay, kind of yeah, started yeah, yeah. kicking in like <laughs> like August, around like August or something. And I was like, yo, damn, this is so crazy. Like I literally did a whole Area 51 art show and none of this was happening. Like Area 51 probably wasn't even talked about like that. I know. And then I'm like, now nah, here it goes. It's like the hot thing. I'm like, I could have capitalized white on heat. <laughs> I could have capitalized off that, man. Like my hashtags would have been booming around that Area time. Area 51. Man. So what was the kind of work that you were doing for that event? Um, just uh, well, the work wasn't the the pieces of art weren't necessarily like uh, you know, every anything Area Fifty One, but like my signature color is green. Mm-hmm. So uh, green, you know, people automatically All associate that. Like yeah, but mainly I love like that that vibrant, like neon green. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, you see that. Um, but um. You know, so I, that people always associate this when you think about aliens and, you know, UFOs and mm-hmm. you think about shit like sure. that when you think of a green like that. So, um, like, I just played off that. And all of the, the, the subjects in each of my pieces, they were all, like, green. Stat, like, they were prominent, like, statues, famous statues that I just turned green. Put, like, a graffiti background to it because that was, like, graffiti is, like, my first love. Oh, yeah. Yeah, coming from New York. Um, with graffiti being like the first thing I could ever like the first piece of art that I can ever really truly fall in love with because it's all over the place it's in the buildings and everything mm-hmm. um, so I kind of like added that as like my backdrop and then it's kind of like a signature style of mine I would say but not necessarily but um, but the deck like how I did the set design that was where I kind of got into the Area 51 shit like okay. it was a lot of like I built like the DJ booth was like a UFO uh, like and it lit up green and shit. Then uh-huh. I had like a whole black light room, which was like my like laboratory experimental room where I had like this uh, statue uh, in a glass case with a brain inside of it, which oh, was supposed okay. to be like my mind. And it was like at the end of the whole tour, and it's like, yo, you know, this is like you just walk through in a, a complete experience from from my mind. So here's my brain in a in a case. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was some shit like so that. So how long but, was it up? A uh, full day, just one day. I wish I could have had it longer, but that's why I said I need I need a space, man. I could do some crazy. I yeah. could do some cool things. I'm man. starting to hear it, like how long these installations could 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 be there. These yeah. experiences where people could come see them over and over. Yeah, again. yeah. It, it was it was self budgeted, so oh, okay. I, yeah. So I only I only had the budget to keep it up for like one full day, like from from early in the day to late at night, like midnight. Oh, okay. Um, but if I could have had it longer, man, I would have loved to. What are you currently working on right now? Right now, man, um, I'm I'm kind of low key at the moment. Not to lie, um, I'm low key right now. I'm, I'm doing commissions. Um, I I told myself that at least for the start of this year, at least Top for like the, the first six months, that I wasn't gonna be doing like any art shows. Okay. Um, you know, probably popping out with any art anywhere. Like, it's everything right now is like commission based. And other than that, um, like I'm I'm just in my plotting stage right now. Okay, like, cool. Yeah, I'm in that stage. So we're catching right now, you at right an interesting time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there's something happening. Uh huh. But it's just it's just not being put out to the world right now. You know That's what I mean? That's cool. But I'm, I'm 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 cooking up. I'm utilizing all of the the connections and the network that I've gained. You know, from the past few years. Okay. Uh, working with some dope people. Yeah. To make some amazing things happen. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so it's just a stay tuned stage right now. Like, Yo, Rich Bazaar. <laughs> right, right, right. In other this than, bitch. Other than seeing the shit that I put out, like like uh the, the stuff that I put out for people that I'm doing on the commission base, you'll see me post some stuff like that on my Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, man. Other than that. Stay super, busy. Keep the skills sharp. You know. Super low key. I'm in my blueprint stage, man. Okay. For something big. Well, yeah. uh, 
What do you what do you say we get out of here and get a beer or something? I'm with it, man. Yeah. Finish this blunt. Go Fin- get a bear. <laughs> hey, but, but before we get out of here, just because we got the eyes and the ears of everybody that's out here fucking with your campaign, you gotta let these folks know something, man. Yo, if you are trying to follow one of the dopest, one of the dopest artists here in Atlanta, um, somebody that's gonna keep being innovative and jump out the box with things, I'm the guy. Like <laughs> I am the guy. Yo Rich Bazaar at Yo Rich Bazaar. You can follow me. Follow the on, kid, on man. Platforms. Yeah, yeah. Tune into my work. Uh, check out what I got going on. There's some dope things happening, man. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys heard it first. It's uh, it's Ben Scarborough and uh, Rich Bazaar chilling here at Third Eye Collective in the secret room, secret and uh, room. we'll catch you guys in the next one. Yeah.